From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. On today's episode of Thai Cats Today, Brian Simmons joins the show to break down a potential playoff clinching game. Coach O gives an update on Bo Levi Mitchell and talks about the upcoming matchup. Taylor Powell speaks on gearing up for the Stamps, and Chris Edwards discusses how to get a victory at home. It's Friday, September 29th, 2023, and you're listening to Ticats today. That's it. That's all on the Ticats practices for the week. They now gear up for this matchup with the Stamps after completing today's walkthrough, and they know what's at stake here, the potential to clinch a playoff spot even though they may not necessarily want to clinch this weekend, which I know sounds a little crazy, but hear me out. If they win and Ottawa wins against Montreal, then the Ticats have a better opportunity to clinch home field in the playoffs, although that will also mean that they won't clinch a playoff spot this weekend. I know it sounds super confusing, which it probably is, but in short, the Ticats really need a victory here and will also want Ottawa to secure a victory also to make their chances of getting that home playoff game more possible in the East Semi. A Hamilton win will also eliminate the chance of a West crossover from the fourth place team in the West Division. If Montreal, Hamilton, and Saskatchewan all win, then Ottawa and Edmonton will be eliminated from playoff contention. So lots going on, but this Ticats coaching staff and their players have made it clear that all they're concerned about is getting a victory and winning this game in front of them, which is probably the right mindset to have heading into this crucial matchup. The Ticats released their depth chart. Looks very similar to last week, but one big loss on the secondary. Javian Elliott, who's been placed on the six-game injured list, but coming out of the waiting room will be Will Sunderland, who will take his spot at corner. Aside from that, we will see the debut of Jamal Davis, who signed with the team earlier in the week. And Coach O spoke about Sunderland and Davis both going into the game and also gave us an update on Bo Levi-Mitchell. Yeah, so again, you uh, you know, one thing we talk about since we've been here is your guaranteed adversity, and we're going to face a little bit. So uh, Will will step in, and he won't just you know he won't just participate. He'll do a, he'll do a great job for us. He's been with us all season. Um, he's around. We expect people in the waiting room to be ready to play, and that's why we call it that. You're just waiting to be seen. Well, it's his time. So uh, I'm excited actually for for Will. He's been he's been working hard and. Uh, ultimately, you got to go out and perform with the lights on. Sure, Taylor's—he's um, progressing nicely, right? He's, uh, you know, a lot of new things for Taylor, and you know, I could go down the whole gamut of it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I think he's still having fun. Uh, he's preparing. He's practicing hard. He still commands the huddle. He's growing. Um, he's made plenty of mistakes. He's made plenty of great plays. He's a you know, further along than we thought he'd be in a lot of areas. And he's working hard at the areas that uh, are, are taking a little bit more time. So at the end of the day, it's uh, we're very pleased with where Taylor's at. And, you know, it's just not the Taylor thing, though. He'll, he'll go as the rest of the football team goes. We got we to gotta help Taylor. And as far as Bo, um, yeah, Bo's working hard. It's fun to watch a competitive guy. Uh, from the inside out, not from the you know everybody out from the outside and said, "What's the timeline?" We're not built that way inside. It's you know when, whenever the right time is for Bo, that's when the right time for us will be. And so I can just say he's progressing nicely. And like I had said earlier, I anticipate Bo being back at some point before the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, if you really look at you know historically since Huff's been there and Dave's been there, they've run the ball, and you could go down their list of running backs. 
Um, they, they're going to commit to that. They're not afraid to do that. It sets up their play-action game very nicely. And, yeah, Jake's thrown the ball a lot, and it seems to be, you know, they, I think there's reasonings why that, you know, I don't need to go into as to why I think why. But um, for the most part, they're going to take what you give them. If you want to pack the box, they're going to take their shots. They got tall receivers. They're going to run down the field. They're going to pick on pick a DB out and they're going to go get him and it's going to be up up to us to make the play and if you're light in the box they're going to run it and you know they got good gap schemes and things like that so i think overall what i'm saying is they're well coached in three phases and you have to play you know you have to play a complete game to come out on top against these guys back to coach o in just a moment as i mentioned earlier Javian Elliott was placed on the 6th game injured list and coach Orlando Steinauer gave an update on his injury yeah, it's just uh, one of those one of those things that just showed up on day three, and it, it just um, you know after after treatment, it, it just didn't go well, and so not well enough to where he was. He's obviously not going to be able to play. We wouldn't uh, sit Javian down for that. So uh, extremely unfortunate for him. I know he was looking forward to this game. Um, he's done a fantastic job for us all year. So I know he's disappointed, but uh, he'll be the number one fan of Will and our football team out there tomorrow. That was Coach O. The Ticats will give Taylor Powell his ninth start of the season, which is almost unheard of for a quarterback straight out of college in the CFL. TP will also look to secure a victory over a very hungry Calgary Stampeders team and spoke about being ready to go. It's gone really well, man. Uh, We're excited, and uh, I think we got a good game plan. Now let's just go do it and play free. What can you say about this defense you're heading up against here? Uh, Very good. Uh, I don't think their record kind of explains how good of a defense and team they are, man. They've lost a lot of close games, um, you know. So, I mean, they've beaten Toronto. They're a great team. Um, up front, 41's great. Uh, Rose, I think um, linebackers, both of them, are really instinctual players, really good football players. And secondary, uh, 31 and 0, I think they're all good. And then Moxie and 47. Um, yeah, we definitely have our hands full for sure. Does this game almost have that playoff feel with these final games meaning so much here? To be frank with you, I, I don't really know. I just I'm just focused on beating Calgary. To be honest with you, and, uh, just trying to get a win and whatever comes after that. I, I you know it's my first time doing this, so uh, it's whatever that entails. I think for us, the key is just going to be sticking to the game plan of what we have. Um, like you said, Dozier's a great player, at number three, and. Judge is very good too, and um, always, you know, he's leading the league in tackles. So um, I don't think it's going to be much about kind of avoiding what they do, just more about kind of playing on our terms and trying to just execute the game plan to the best of our ability. That was Taylor Powell. Chris Edwards is a guy who's no stranger to these big late-season pushes for the playoffs and is a leader on this Ticats defense in his first season with the team. Chris spoke about what he's seen from this Calgary offense and more. Uh, Well, always, they got a great coach. You know, they got a great system over there. It's well-established. They're just not doing too well this year, but they're still a dangerous team. So with that pass game, you know, we're just trying to make it a no-fly zone. You know what I'm saying? The DB's locked in this week. Our D-line, they're going to get pressure on that quarterback, make them throw Aaron throws, and, you know, we plan on getting some picks this week. But this game, it's, it almost feels like there's – well, there is heavy playoff implications here. Does it give that playoff environment almost heading into this? Oh, uh, Definitely, especially, you know, d- during the practices, during the meeting rooms. You know, we feel like we're in the playoffs right now. You know, one or two more games we win, we in it. So, 
know, we really locked in right now. This 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 the crucial time of the season where you got to limit limit your mistakes. You know, playoff football. So, as a veteran in the room, what is what has your message been to, to players and guys who haven't necessarily been in this situation and been battling for a playoff spot in the CFL? Lock into the details because you know, of course. We got four more games left, so you know, but once you get to the playoffs, it's when to go home. So, you know, right now we really got to focus on the details, the little things, because like I said, we got to limit mistakes and make sure we're making our plays when they come. Back to Chris in a moment, but Chris was asked about these new guys filling into that secondary and what we've seen from them and being able to step up throughout the entirety of this season, and he had this to say. Yeah, next man up mentality. You know, I feel like it'll make us a better team in the end, you know, because if it do happen, at least those guys got the experience. The live bullets, they ready. So, you know, the young boy Dex, we got Will coming in. You know, I feel like them boys ready, you know, from practicing. So we should be good. Oh, that's big time. You know what I'm saying? I done been in there and talked to him a couple times. You know, he never discloses it and tells, you know, who comes in there and talk to him. But Coach O got open arms, man. I, Like I said, that's I've been in there and talked to him a couple times. That's big time just knowing you got a coach on your side. It's not always about football. It's about being a better man, too, helping us in our life because that's going to translate on the field, help us play better. So, you know, I really respect and appreciate Coach O for that. If he want to say something to you, he'll wave you in. You know, but most of the time it's just open. He'll tell you, man, come here and talk to me you know, about anything, you know what I'm saying? I won't tell the team, I won't tell them nothing, but you could come in here and talk to me. So, you know, like I said, that's big time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I even walk, out, walk by and see some of the young guys in there. Like, not only is he Coach O talk to you with the open door, but you go in there and watch film with him too, especially him being a former DB. You go in there, sit down, watch film with him. He'll school you to the game. That was Chris Edwards. It's time I bring on Brian Simmons to break down this game. Brian the Ticats have a chance to clinch the playoffs this weekend. However, if they clinch, it means that Montreal also won, which means that it makes it a lot more difficult to get home field in that East semi. But how important is it to secure a victory Saturday and block out all of that outside noise? Well, I can be honest and say with you, Braden, uh, there was a point in time in the season where we didn't know, you know, if playoffs were possible for this team, you know. So yes. with that said, I, I think it is of the utmost importance, like, if I was playing on this team, playoffs would have started a few weeks ago for me. You know, so mm -hmm. this is definitely an important game because this is why you play. You play to get a chance to win the Grey Cup, and you can't get that chance if you're not in the playoffs. Does this time of year almost feel like every game has that playoff atmosphere just because of how important these games are? Yeah, it does because the games, they are important. And also, it's like, you know, if you go back and look at, you know, the past CFL uh, winners, I mean, Grey Cup winners, they're usually teams that are streaking into the playoffs. You know, they're they're they have a hot streak going. They have they're in rhythm. You know, it's very rare that the team wins and everyone's just like, oh, I didn't see that coming. You know. Yeah, and that's the one thing we love about these Grey Cup playoffs is is teams can have a season like the Tie Cats have had, where they they have those low points and then they have those high points, and and maybe your record doesn't look great going into the playoffs, but as soon as long as you get in, there's a chance to win a Grey Cup. Oh, yeah. You just, you know, you just need an invite to the dance, you know. And yeah. After that, you know, it's anybody literally has a fair shot, you know. This upcoming game with the Stamps, it's, it's, a, it's a big one. First guy I want to talk about is James Butler. He only had 32 yards last game, 13 carries. Does mm -hmm. he need more touches against Calgary? He does. Yes, he does. And they got to just establish him early. You know, if you yeah. go back and look at the games that they won, you know, it's usually he, it's a heavy dose of him early, you know, whether that be running or uh, catching the ball. But I definitely think he's a very important part of that offense. And also, 
they got to really try to get uh, Tim White uh, more involved this game as well, too, because uh, the last game, that was the first time that I really just, in a while, I should say, that I felt like his uh, presence wasn't really uh, felt. Do you feel like that was maybe him getting that extra coverage mm-hmm. against Toronto that played a big part in it? I, I'm sure that was somewhat of it. Um, I also feel like uh, TP was under some pressure. You know, um, yeah. they didn't really get a lot of sacks. I don't think so, but... If you look at, I haven't seen the stats for hurries and pressures, but from my eye, he just yeah. never really looked comfortable back there. Yeah, how important is it for him to to put that game in the rear view and and go into this game with a fresh mind and and play like we've seen him play over the last several weeks? Well, you know, uh, Braden, one thing I always say: the hardest thing about being a professional athlete of any sport is uh being consistent. Yes. You know, it, it's easy to go out there and have a, a good game here and there, but. The guys that do it every time, you know, that's what, you know, it's, it's hard to do that. So with that said, a big part of that also as well is just having amnesia. And yes. even that can be for the good plays and the bad plays. I feel like even when you're playing great, yeah, that's nice and all, but this is another game. This is a new week. So he has to look at it the same way, you know, coming off this loss, that this is another game. It's a new week, you know, another chance to reestablish yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and and that's something I think Taylor is and and that offense is very capable of. The Ticats made a few new a few moves. First one being they got uh, Jamal Davis. What do you think about the Jamal Davis move? It looks like he will play a little bit here against Am- or against Calgary. I think it's good, man. Uh, you know, it'd, it'd be some, a new you know some new flavor. You know, yeah. uh, something for guys to look forward to. I'm sure to motivate guys to play around them. You know, he, he's been a pretty decent player. I've seen him make some plays here and there. So I mm-hmm. think it's a good add. And whenever they bring, make acquisitions this late in the season, nine times out of ten, it's for a reason. You know, they have yes. intentions to be playing. Have you ever switched teams this late in the season or, or at least mid-season? Yeah, I, yeah. I actually, uh, when I played for Edmonton, I got traded to Edmonton, like, right before Labor Day. You know, yeah. and, uh, it's just a – it's different because it's almost – like, I mean, guys know, because I was established at that time, so guys knew who I, I was, but uh, it's just different coming in midseason. It is. And I'm assuming the reason you got traded was to get, go help a team make a playoff push, much like he would. Yeah. Does it almost switch your mindset whenever you go from a team that might not have the best record to a team firmly in the mix for the playoffs? And that's not the case with Jamal Davis because he's coming from Montreal, but, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think it is in your mindset because you know it's a, it's just another opportunity, you know, to get there. And also, you know, this team traded for you, so that's mm-hmm. even much more of a positive mindset. It's like I'm going to be a part of of this uh, pursuit of the Great Cup. I want to switch to the the defense here. We we kind of talked about uh, Jamal a bit, but let's talk about Jake Mayer. He loves to throw the ball. It's it's no secret. He throws the ball more than anyone else does in the CFL. How does that change your mindset on defense? Well, on defense, they know they got to be ready to cover. They know they have to mentally be prepared. And as a defensive lineman, you just, I mean, this is the kind of game you want, you know. And I know it's funny because this is the CFL where the pass game is dominant. But, I mean, there's so many well-balanced offenses in this league. I just feel like it's not what it used to be in terms of just throw, 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 throw. You know, but I definitely think as a defensive lineman, this is the kind of game you want because it gives you opportunities. As a, as a defensive back, it does as well, too. So, uh 
I'm looking forward to see how they do. Uh, both of these teams are really, they really hunger for a win. Yeah, and we mentioned, I mentioned Mayer and, and that Calgary offense. They like to throw the ball a lot. Mayer has thrown the ball mm-hmm. almost 100 times more than any other quarterback in the league. So you know that's right. going to open yeah. up the eyes a bit of the DBs who are going to see the potential here to make some picks. What do they need to do in this game? Uh, like I said, just, you know, follow the keys and react and just play, play hard. And I understand in my position, I mean, in my opinion, excuse me, I feel like that position is the hardest to play from a physical standpoint. Yes. You know, those guys are asked to cover dudes that's running the waggle, coming at them fast. This is hard. So they just got, they can't. And then if they breathe on the guys, it's a penalty. So it's like <laughs> they have to be prepared to just. They just play hard and, I mean, not not be afraid to make those mistakes, but try to play as smart as possible. Yes, you know? and one of the guys who's going to be getting a lot of attention from this from the defensive backs on this Ticats team is Reggie Begleton, who has – he's been the number one target for the Stamps. He has the most receptions in the league this season. How do you take this guy off his game? And is he someone you're going to pay a little more attention to, given how many more targets he gets than the rest of that receiving core? Yeah, you want to play more attention to him, but you don't want to just, you know, be decoyed yes. by him, you know. So it's like you got to kind of find an even balance of, what, of both. I'm sure Coach O and the defensive staff, they uh they have a, a good game plan for, you know, uh, just containing him because sometimes it's hard to really shut someone down. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to make it hard for them. Don't give them anything. Yeah, and and Coach even said that. He said it's, it's going to be hard to limit the amount of yards they get because they throw the ball so much. He didn't say it in those exact words, but something along those lines. This is a very, I believe, a very winnable game for the Ticats, but it's going to be a difficult one. This Calgary team is very hungry for a win. Do you see the Ticats pulling out of this game with a win? Yes, I think they can. I definitely think so. From from uh, the previous game, we just can't shoot ourselves in the foot. You can't have turnovers, and then let alone if you do have those, they can't be costly. You yes. know, and you, you pay a price for those, especially when you play on a team as successful as Toronto. So, I mean, the guys that are at home. You know, they've been winning. You know, it's not like the Ticats are coming off a three or four game losing streak. Yeah. You know, these yeah. guys are. They've tasted success lately. So I definitely – I expect them to win, and I definitely think it's possible. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? The Ticats' losses, I believe the only team that they've lost to really in the last six, seven weeks or whatever it's been has been Toronto. It's it's the only team that's yeah. been able to defeat them. They've gotten the win over the BC. They got the win um, over Ottawa. They, yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, the Winnipeg one is yeah. huge. So, so really, we've only seen Toronto be able to have their numbers for, for quite a while here. If you can, Brian – Maybe a few keys to victory for the Ticats. Keys to victory, just playing smart ball. Uh, the guys up front, you know, I, I'm biased and I'll admit it, but those are the guys who set the tone yeah. and they just have to really come out today and, you know, say, hey, we're going to keep our quarterback clean. And the guys on the defensive side, they have to, you know, say we're going to get after your quarterback. I'm telling you, if that happens, everything is just a trickle effect. Yeah. But uh, I also, I get a feeling that we're going to see some big time, big plays and special teams this game as well, too. I feel like that's an area that people often overlook, but it's such a big part of the game, especially in the CFL game. It's, special teams are so big. Well, it's going to be an exciting game, and hopefully, Brian, I get to see you and we can have a little chat there before the game. So thanks a lot again, Brian Simmons. All right, no problem, Brady. Take it easy, man. That was Brian Simmons. Big thanks to him for being on the show, as well as Chris Edwards, Taylor Powell, and Cocho. Ticats fans, tickets are still on sale for Saturday's home game against the Calgary Stampeders, and there's a lot going on. The team will welcome alumnus of distinction John McDonald before kickoff 
as we observe National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. There will be a special recognition of John, who played with the Ticats from 2002 to 2004, and he is also Mohawk Wolf Clan from Six Nations of the Grand River Territory. Don't miss out on the opportunity to meet him, as he will be signing autographs in the South Plaza pregame. The gates open at 5.30. It's South Plaza Saturday, so make sure to join us in the South Plaza before kickoff. They'll have inflatables, face painting, family fun, autographs from John McDonald. Don't forget about happy hour. Simply Spiked Lemonade has been added to our $5 pregame drink special roster, which includes 355 milliliter cans of Coors Light. Fans can enjoy a Simply Spiked Lemonade for $5 up to one hour after gates open in the Coors Original Bar or at the Simply spiked lemonade stands join us for a special presentation at halftime including a drum circle and performance from two-time world champion hoop dancer lisa ojig families on the field by beneva is back everyone is welcome on the field to play on the same turf as your favorite tie cats also tie cats fans pre-sale access to tickets for the built in the hammer gray cup music festival concerts including Friday night with Carrie Underwood are now open for all Grey Cup ticket holders. Tickets for Carrie Underwood will go on sale to the general public tomorrow. That's at 10 a.m. So make sure to go out if you're a Grey Cup ticket holder. Get your tickets now for that early access. And all general public tickets will go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. for your chance to see Carrie Underwood. That's all the time for me today. I want to thank you for listening to Ticats Today. Today.